Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is December 4th, 2020. And on this date, back in 2016, our very own QB, Derek Carr, became the first quarterback in NFL history with five game-winning passes in the fourth quarter overtime in a single season. The team he and the Raiders bested for that historic fifth game-winning pass, the Buffalo Bills. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the sadness and darkness that was week 12 is officially behind us. So today on the morning grind, we're looking ahead into a world of positivity and possibility and breaking down what the Raiders need to do to beat the New York Jets this weekend and return to the win column. At this point in the season, there is no mincing words. This is an absolutely colossal game for head coach John Gruden's team, especially with the AFC playoff picture really coming into view. So with that said, let's take a look at how the silver and black can get back on the straight and narrow and handle business at MetLife Stadium. Lego! Alrighty, so before we really delve into the team's first key to victory this weekend, let me first remind all of you that even though the Jets are currently winless, this is not a team the Raiders can simply assume they're going to walk all over. That has been a constant theme from Gruden and his team this week, and while there's a huge disparity in the records and respective trajectories of these two teams, the Raiders and Jets are both made up of pros, and as they say, any given Sunday. Okay, so with my disclaimer now out of the way, the first thing I will say the Raiders need to get back on track if they want to beat the Jets is the run game. No surprise there. It wasn't that long ago, just last month in fact, when the silver and black eclipsed the 200 rushing yard mark in a game, twice in three weeks. Well, if we fast forward to the present and look at what the Raiders have done on the ground the past two weeks, both losses, the group has totaled just 129 rushing yards combined in that span. And look, it's no secret what kind of team the Raiders want to be this year. We've talked about it time and time again. They want to run the ball behind that behemoth offensive line control the clock, win the line of scrimmage, and then let DC take his shots off of that. And while that formula has worked really well this season when it's able to be implemented, we just haven't seen it at its best as of late. Now, the Raiders are in a great position in the sense that they've shown time and again this year they can win offensively in different ways. But while that flexibility is awesome, I love it. The fact remains that they are undoubtedly at their best when they are pounding the rock and getting Josh Jacobs and company their touches. And speaking of the fantastic Mr. Jacobs, number 28 only ran the ball seven times last week in Atlanta. And while that lack of carries is partially because of how the game played out, there is no question that number needs to be higher. And let this one sink in. Jacobs has run the ball at least 20 times in a game, four times this year and the Raiders have won all four of those games. And I'm not going to say that Josh is the only reason why the team has won ball games, but the correlation between Josh Jacobs' touches and Raiders' success offensively is a clear one. And while this may come as a surprise to some, and I'll include myself in that group, the Jets are actually pretty good at slowing down the opposition on the ground. Entering Week 13 action while the New York defense ranks number 28 overall against the run, the Jets rank 11, allowing just 111 yards per game on the ground. The Raiders want to run the football, even with Josh Jacobs' health is a bit of a question mark at the moment, and the Jets have shown they can make that difficult on the opposition. Something has to give Sunday at MetLife Stadium. 
Has this been a challenging year for Sam Darnold? Yeah, no doubt about it. But you could say the same thing for every player, coach, and executive on a team that enters December with an 0-11 record. As we all know though, when anything goes wrong, the quarterback is always the first one to shoulder the blame, and that certainly seems to be the case for young Mr. Darnold and the Big Apple. Now, the injury situation certainly hasn't helped Sam in 2020, but a quick look at the numbers doesn't paint the rosiest picture for QB1 in New York. Darnold currently ranks 31st in the league in passing yards, 30th in completion percentage, 38th in passing touchdowns, and on top of all that, he's thrown 8 interceptions too. So how does any of this impact the silver and black? Well, simply put, make Darnold the guy that has to beat you. As I told you all just a second ago, the Jets' offensive numbers aren't great. Heck, they're not even really good if you're just looking at NFL rankings. So if Paul Gunther's defense can make the Jets' offense one-dimensional and force Darnold out of his comfort zone, I like the team's chances this Sunday. That said, Gunther knows that regardless of the outside perception, Darnold and the Jets still present a big-time challenge to the silver and black. Um, you know, I just all I have to do is watch the film from a year ago. I mean, they, they, they beat us soundly up there in New York last year. That's really the only film I need to look at. He's a talented guy. He can, you know, he can run around the pocket. He's a bigger guy to get on the ground. Uh, he can make all the throws. They got, you know, they got three really good receivers. They got a veteran back who's a, a Hall of Famer. And uh, they have, they've had some different guys up front uh, on the O-line. But um, to me, if, if you let this guy ha have time and be successful, he'll, he'll be successful. So that's our job to, uh, to affect his rhythm. And finally, the Raiders' third key to victory is a simple one. They just can't beat themselves. If we rewind the tape to last Sunday in Atlanta, the self-inflicted wounds were the silver and black's fatal flaw against the Falcons. Now credit where it's due, no doubt about it, to Matt Ryan and the boys. But all the same, the Raiders turned the ball over five times last weekend. And not only that, they were flagged for 11 penalties for an obscene 141 yards. We can all agree, the Raiders are better than that. And if they want to make the playoffs, they are going to have to be better than that for the next five weeks. A renewed sense of focus to the fundamentals of the game and just doing the little things right will pay huge dividends for this team. And I have a feeling that if the Raiders put together a clean 60-minute performance in all three phases, they're going to return to Vegas with a W in tow. Look, at least on paper, the Raiders are the better team compared to the Jets. Let's see them play like it. The Silver and Black are back on the practice field today and will then fly east this afternoon in advance of their Week 13 showdown with the Jets. Kickoff is at 10 a.m. and the game will air on CBS. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com.